And we're back. Welcome back to season two of your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. You know where I'm going to start with this? I found, uh, did she herself, did Alex Earl herself send these cans? No, we actually bought those cans. Oh, we did? Okay. Bonnie will open them next to the well, microphone here. for a little ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> you know what? I felt like she's been... Uh, I mean this like in a trending sense. She's been real hot lately. I don't mean like, yeah, yeah, you know But she is hot. It's but okay. I'm going to f- try this because I've been seeing it all over the internet. Well, before you do, can I, can I um, introduce you first? Yeah. So this is Danny Austin and I am here with my husband, Jordan Ramirez. And we are back for season two of De-Influenced. And this season is about to get wild. We have the craziest episodes planned for you guys, starting with today, where honestly, Jordan is just completely unfiltered. It's a little too much. I'm kind of scared. I'm in my loose cannon er- era. That's what he says, his loose cannon era. Um, okay, so did you like the drink? You know, I'd give it like a six out of 10. I can Wait. tell it has a lot of caffeine because I'm already like, my heart is you already took, kinda... You took one. You took I'm one very set. sensitive to uh, substances though. That's yeah. why I don't do drugs. <laughs> You know, and that's, that's the, a good idea. the moral side of it. The moral side of it too. Yeah. Um, so a girl on our team, Nikki, had a whole amino lean the other day before one of her workouts. And she literally, she said that she felt like her brain was going to explode. Yeah. Like she, I think it has like 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is, I could be wrong. Maybe it's 200. But like to live a lifestyle like Alex Earl, I mean, she's an Ibiza right it now. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm like that girl goes out every single she's just, night. She's pounding her own amino leads. <laughs> but I will say, I really like them. I think they taste good. Yeah, no, they just, taste good. I, I drink just, half. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big pre-workout guy. Girl, gal, gal, girly, <laughs> girly, girly, girly. Oh man, we're catching up. I'm really happy with this new format. Uh, we just kind of talk about things. I think that we kind of got out s- <laughs> the first. How the first no, season was. Th- it was like structured and it was like we were trying to fit See, into that's this. We so, had to find our rhythm. That's so funny. I'm looking at this season as more structured and you're looking at this season as less structured. Oh yeah, I just see a bunch of things I, I want to talk about. It's I'm just, excited. It's honestly a mentality. It's a mentality. Because my right. biggest thing is I feel like podcasts are built off of segments and mm-hmm. I want segments. So I want there to be like building blocks to each yes. like sections. And Jordan's like, let's just talk. But I like to be organized because I yeah. liked, I feel like it helps the rhythm of the conversation when you have like, okay, we start with this. So we have a, a segment that we're going to be doing later on today. What's you, it called? It's all, it's called Danny. It's Danny's genius idea. It's called <laughs> things that make you go. Hmm. And she came to me in the bedroom and she said, babe, I have a genius idea. I did for a segment. Not. And I go, what is it? And she was like, what if we did like a segment that was like things that make you go, hmm. And then she just like stared at me and I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's no, great. But here's what's funny is we'll, we'll talk about something and then afterwards we'll, we'll go, give the type hmm. of, hmm. it could be, hmm, or it could be, hmm, or it could be, hmm. Yeah, I get There's it. So I get many it. different hmms. Before we jump into the podcast, can we just ask you, how have you been doing? You've had a couple weeks off, some bye weeks how we how are we doing in life? Well, I'm feeling um, pretty sexy these days. Yeah, you went to Sports <laughs> Illustrated. You know, we it's I'm funny totally because teasing, but no. yeah, I went to Sports Illustrated. Uh, it was a swim event. They were launching their magazine because they only launch one each year. Right. So they were launching with all the swimsuit cover models, and they went. All the models went from New York to Florida to celebrate. Um, unfortunately, Martha Stewart did not make it, but Megan Fox was there. Wow. Which was crazy. Was she nice? Uh, she, 
So this is also like, well, we'll get into it. But basically, a lot of times that celebrities show up to an event, they literally just show up to take to walk the red carpet and then they leave. That's what she did. That's so rude. I know. So nobody like really saw her. Wow. <laughs> did you see her on the red carpet though? No, because she like, so we all walked the red carpet and then um, we went inside. We had, you know, dinner and everything. And then while like, like she got the red carpet to herself. Wow. She had her own moment. You know, what's fun about funny about this podcast is like sometimes like we haven't really talked about your experience at Sports Illustrated mm -hmm. because I was like, hey, let's save it for the podcast. Just tell me about it then. Yeah. So it's fresh. How how was it? So I got invited by Electric Picks. And so the way that that worked out was there is a model, Brooks Nader, who I think about three years ago, she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. And they were shooting her cover and they didn't like the earrings that she was supposed to be wearing for the cover. So she brought out her own and they were electric picks earrings. Mm -hmm. And electric picks, for those of y'all that don't know, it's like the only gold jewelry I pretty much wear. It's like super affordable. I've done a collection with them. MJ is the founder, CEO. She's like so amazing. She's so generous. We've just like stayed in touch. And so I was more so like wanting to go to, you know, support support my girl. Um, but then I also like kind of did like a little bit more research about, are you looking for this pen? I'm looking for my phone, honestly. Oh, um, then I started doing like a little bit more research. This is super distracting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I found it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I started doing more research about sports illustrated and like started looking at their Instagram and stuff that they're putting out because you know, I'm sure Sports Illustrated, like when I was little, was probably not the most wholesome magazine. No, you know? it was like, like it was like, there's like two things that young boys are like not allowed to look at. It's like Victoria's Secrets catalogs yeah. that your mom gets and Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. So when you went, I, I, I mean, we can talk about this if you want, but there was a little bit of a moral dilemma that I had. That you had specifically. But so I started looking at their Instagram, started put, looking up their, what they were putting out, their content. And, um, you know, at the time they hadn't like announced any models or anything, but I was like, this is pretty cool. Like they had a pregnant girl on their Instagram. They had lots of diversity, lots of like body, you know, different sizes, different body types. So I was like, oh, I like this. And you know me, like, I'm not going to hold, like, I think every brand deserves a chance to kind of evolve, to figure things out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I love every decision of every brand that I've ever supported. That's really hard to do because we live in a broken world and people are going to make decisions that I don't agree with but overall like I thought you know I love MJ I wanted to support electric picks and it seemed like a place where I felt like a lot of females were going to be just supporting other females and so I was like yeah let's go and I also had two really good girlfriends that were going that are also like you know Laura Beverlin and Lauren K. Yeah. Sims Maddie Messer good gals good gals so I was like you know if anything like goes crazy like I'll just go hang out with them you know um, and like Lauren Kaysen is like pregnant. So I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like we'll be okay. I mean, we're staying at a beautiful hotel. Like what could really go wrong? And I have to say nothing went wrong. I like, I literally, I've been to so many blogger events in you know, LA, New York, even Dallas where you walk in and you just feel so intimidated. Like some of these girls are not so friendly. Um, I think girls feel competitive with each other. But I think that this was the most confident room I've ever walked into. And when you hang out with a lot of confident females, there's a lot less cattiness because everyone is so confident and like sure yeah. of themselves that no one's like trying to compete. Everyone's very inclusive. Everyone's so kind. And like, I mean, it was the craziest experience because there were two girls in particular I was really excited to meet. Melissa Wood, her, her, her Instagram is Melissa Wood Health mm -hmm. and then Lindsay Lane. And then of course, Brooks Nader. 
I, so there's three really. And I told my mom on the way there, I like pulled up their Instagrams. I'm like, mom, these are the girls I want to meet. Like, I absolutely love them. I've been following them for years. They've inspired me in different ways. Every single one of them, like, came up to me and was like, Danny, I love your, con-. like, so kind whenever I was like, so nervous to talk to them. Like, I was like trying to prepare Tornado so that she could walk up to them and like introduce me. And they were so sweet. And like, these girls are like hot. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you put me next to them, it's like, you you kind of feel like a Oompa Loompa. False. But then I started hanging out with them. And I'm like, no, like I feel even better about myself when I hang out with you. And those are the wow. type of, it was crazy. Like I truly felt like I left that weekend feeling so confident. And anytime that anybody said any like negative self-talk about themselves, all like the girls be like, uh-uh, you're, you're sexy, you're beautiful, you got it going on. Like, and it's not about the swimsuits, it's about your story. Who are you? What are you trying to do? What's your message? And I was wow. like, I was like, dang, like I like I just felt so good about myself after. And nothing to do with like physical appearance. I can't explain it. Like it yeah. just felt like even more confident in my outfit, in myself, in my look. I don't know. It was just, it was different. So, um, and then it was cool. So, you know, it started out with Friday night. There was like a little, you know, uh, red carpet, which Mm -hmm. by the way, I've never done a red carpet before. You slayed it. Well, so I've done, this is what I've learned. I've done fake red carpets. What's a fake red carpet? I know. So these brands that we've worked with when they're like, oh, there's a red carpet. They basically like fake it. Like they hire photographers. They hire like, you know, content creators to come in and be like, you know, Danny, take a picture here. Danny, Danny. It's fake. This was like real. Like these were like real media outlets. They introduce you before you walk the red carpet. They're like, okay. Like, and they introduce the paparazzi. The paparazzi is like all lined up and they're like, this is Danny Austin. DNI. And they have your name on like a piece of paper. They show it to the paparazzi. And when you're walking the red carpet, this is something else I learned. Like you basically are like working in conjunction with the like with the photographers like you're working for them so you you basically shoot for each camera lens and they're like danny can you do can you give me an over the shoulder danny can you give me a hand on the hip like you're like working with them to get the shot that they want and like if they mess up they're like danny i got your eyes closed look here again look here again center right and they're that's why they're all yelling at you and they know your name danny 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 it was the craziest experience but like so you know the models were the ones that were supposed to be walking, but MJ invited, like, was like, Hey, you can walk the red carpet. And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't necessarily, it's not going to really benefit me at all. I was like, maybe it'll help my SEO when people try to Google mean things about me. Maybe like this will pop up instead. (laughs) Like, honestly, like that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and so there were like a bunch of girls that were like nervous to go, you know, and we were walking terrified. Cause it's very intimidating. And, um, and then you have some girls like Nastia Lucan, you know, she's an Olympic athlete. Like she just got out there and she's working it. Like she's done this before. You know, there's some girls that are like, ugh, another red carpet. <laughs> but then for some of us we're like, wait, what are we doing? So, um, so I was like standing there and I'm like trying to get other girls to, you know, no, you go first, no, you go first. And like, nobody wants to go first. So I was like, just screw it. I'll go first. So I went first. Yeah. And then I feel like whenever you get out there, like you just have to, like, I just told myself, I was like, Danny, just fake it till you make it. Just own it. Just act like you know what you're doing. And so I just went out there and I just was given the serious face. I was given the looks. I was trying my poses. And then afterwards, they're like, oh my gosh, it was like such an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Did your mom walk the red carpet? No, she didn't want to. 
Oh, that would have been epic. I know. I didn't. I thought she was going to. And then she walked away like slowly. But then it was really cute because she got in the elevator. Because if you weren't walking, you had to go up. And she screamed, that's my daughter. Oh, she was, was probably so proud. It was really sweet. Um, And so that was a fun experience. And then we went. Um, We had dinner. We hung out. We met all the other girls. Um, And so then the next day is the day where we hung out by the pool. Where it was like panels they did meet and greets. They had different brands that were sponsoring. Dibs was a part of it, which was really cool. They did, you know, like a hair and makeup bar. Was Divi there? No, Divi wasn't there. But it was very sweet because MJ put um, Divi in all of the rooms of the models. Oh, that's cool. So all the models got Divi, which was cool. Um, Tyler Cameron was there. Matt James was there. So those are like two of the, the you know, people that I kind of knew from like, I don't know. The, yeah. the scene um and then i'm trying to think oh okay so it was cool so saturday they asked me to come back um like around 3 30 or 4 to do a interview for sports illustrated they were trying to highlight like female entrepreneurs and they like learned that i was an entrepreneur they they thought i was just like an influencer but they learned about divi while i was there so I guess like their editor in chief and their, um, you know, marketing girl were like, come back. We want to interview you with Brooks Nader. So I did that interview, like totally not prepared, but it was like probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Did you, did you kill it? Yeah, I feel like I did. Like afterwards, like everyone, even the cameraman were like, wait, where do I get the view? Like they all wanted it. I was like, dang, <laughs> I feel That's like I like really sold it there. Like I really like put my heart on the line and was like, just. And I think too, for a lot of those girls, a lot of them wear hair extensions and people get Divi confused. Like Divi is great for girls that wear hair extensions. Like it's, yeah. it's like almost like I created it for them. Cause you know, I always had, or I didn't always, but I had those tape-ins for two years and I still do my like clip-ins every so once in a while. But, um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people, I met a lot of people that day and then, oh, but it was funny. <laughs> Because there was like a break between like the panels and, you know, meeting everyone for brunch that morning. There was a break before the interview. And so most people went and laid by the pool. And I was like, well, I can't go lay by the pool because I have this interview. Like, I don't want to get all sweaty before the interview. So I was like, I need to go inside. So I took Nikki and we went to, uh, to gamble. We went to play blackjack. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So I actually have to say that was probably one of my favorite things that we did the entire day too. Did you win? I won $168. I mean, cause my thing with gambling is cause like, you know me, I do not like to lose money. Mm -mm. I like mm -mm. to make money, but I do not like to lose it. And my biggest thing was, um, I started with $200 and I was like, Nikki, I will not spend more than this, but I want to see how much I can make from this. I honestly could have kept going. I think I could have. I, I know I could have made. Like, you were on a roll. I was on a roll. I could have made thousands and thousands of dollars, but I was responsible and I cut myself off. Yep. Um, so I walked in, I walked out with like 468. No, I made $268. I'm sorry. I started oh. with 200. Yeah. 216. I don't know. Honestly, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, so that was so much fun. We did that for like about an hour. And, I heard um, a little birdie told me that you got kicked out of the casino, though. That was the night before. <gasps> yeah, we did. Um, so Just got rowdy. <laughs> yeah, we got we got crazy. Um, no, honestly, what happened was I didn't have my ID. I had my credit cards, so I was like, "Why am I going to need my ID?" Like I, you know. And I was trying to, but I didn't have any cash, so we had to go wait in line at the cashier's line, you know. And the only way that you could use your credit card to get cash to gamble was if you bought a player's card and the player's card, you basically just like 
get benefits, you yeah. know, you get points and stuff for like using it around the hotel. So when we got up there though, I only had um, my credit card and, but Nikki had our business credit card with her name on it. It was like, like Nikki and Danny, you know, we have yeah, a yeah. business card. So, and she had her ID. So we put the player's card on her name and we got a card. Nikki still has it. It's like Nikki Cronin player's card, you know, uh, hard rock Hollywood. All the IRS agents listening are like, <laughs> what is this girl doing? She's just openly admitting it. Sorry. It's only $200. <laughs> Okay, so it was for the content. It's for business. Um, no, so That's we go funny. and sit down, and this was so crazy. So this was the night before, okay? And I start winning. I am winning, literally. I'm getting, like, blackjack, like, every other hand. Like, it's crazy. You know, I'm getting 20, 21, 20, yeah. 21. And everybody at the table, like, we're starting, like, everybody's like, She's counting Danny. cards. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Danny, Danny. No, I'm just kidding. But... It, the table like loved us. We had so much fun. We were like killing it. And then all of a sudden these security guards walk up and they're like, Miss Cronin. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And they're like, Miss Cronin, is this you? And they like want to see my ID to see, make sure that I'm Nikki Cronin. And I'm it, like, was Nikki there? Yeah. I'm like, no, that's Nikki. They're like, well, you got the card under Nikki's name and you're, you don't, you're not Nikki. You can't be playing. Well, I was, I was like, well, I already have all these chips. So can I just play with these chips? Like, who? how do you know where I got these chips from? Anyway, they told me that Nikki, you know, was like all freaking out. I'm like, Nikki, it's fine. Like, we're not going to jail. Like, it's fine. If anything, they'll kick us out. But like, you know, and Nikki's like, we got to go. We got to go. And I'm like, so everybody at the table, they like loved us so much. They're like, if you just walk away with the chips and then come back and sit down, you'll be fine. You can't, like right now you need to leave. Like there's like so many table rules, you know? Yeah. And so, um... So basically I'm like, Nikki, let's just like walk away and come. And she was too scared. So, Oh, so that's the end of the story. You just walked away. Yeah, we didn't know that's all. Oh, I thought you were going to like say you went back and then they like were like carrying you, kicking and screaming. Out. No, they just asked us to leave and then um, never said anything again. Because then I had the chips right there. Yeah. And then you cashed them in. And then I, well, and then that's when I played the next day. But yeah. Wow. I have to say like, oh, we also smoked a Fisher Sweet that night. Okay. At the table. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I, I really kind of got a depiction of what what Danny was out to play that night. Fun the first Danny. night? Yeah, fun Danny. No, honestly, we so then we got kicked. To, I, I would say we spent the majority of the night trying to get the player's card. Um, but no, it was so much fun. And then um, the next day, yeah, we left. So overall, Sports Illustrated has turned their brand around. It's not... It's not you know, thirst traps anymore. From what I understand, I don't know everything. I yeah. literally just went to this one event. So I mean, I, I just really like don't never, know, but man, I just never knew two things. One in college, I never thought I'd be married to a Kayo. It was amazing. And then two, I never thought I'd be married to a sports illustrated model. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, while, while you were gone, um, in Thirst Trap City, I was at a Christian's men re men's retreat, um, <laughs> doing my diligence for the Lord, doing the Lord's work, <laughs> doing truly. the Lord's work. Um, you know, it was it was fun. Uh, it was in upstate New York. Um, have I told you about this story? You seem uninterested. No, I'm listening. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me everything. See, this is why I don't like your routine because you're you're looking at the paper and you're saying, "Should we move on to the next topic?" No, I'm just making sure that I covered all my points. It's literally says Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, I made notes. I made notes. See. Oh, did you cover them all? Before um, we move on? Yes, I put Melissa Wood, Lindsay Lynn. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say was Brooks Nader's name sounds like Remy Bader's name. <laughs> Good. That's all, that's all I wrote It is kind of like a reversal. I get it's, it. It's Brooks Nader, Nader and Remy, Remy Bader. Bader. Wow. They and should be friends. Yeah, I know. And they're both in New York. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to ask me how my retreat went? Please tell me about everything about this men's retreat. Well, there's really not, there, there's not that much interesting. It was like a group of 18 guys, but I will tell you about this one guy I met. His name was Josh. Okay. okay. So Josh, and I don't want this to get all like political and weird, but he worked for a former president, not president Trump. And he was like, so you're saying you voted for <laughs> Trump. So you're saying you love Trump. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so he, uh, it was a couple administrations back and also not Obama. So you're saying you love Obama <laughs> and you're saying you vote for Obama. Oh, I get it now. Um, so anyway, he was probably, I told him this to his face. If he listens to the podcast, which he probably doesn't. He's uh, like, yeah, you, my favorite podcast. He's not, influence. he's not the demo. Um, but Josh was in the inner circle of a president and a couple fun facts about this guy. I spent two hours. I mean, you know, I, I know love, which president it is and you can't say which one. I mean, fine. What, what does it matter? I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't want to. I don't want to. The CIA is going to knock on our front door. No, the CIA wouldn't knock on our front door. They would just kidnap us. <laughs> <laughs> I know their tactics. <laughs> um, so anyway, he worked for a president and um, he had flown on Air Force One over 37 times. Wow. He met, I'm just going to give you the interesting facts and we can move on to the next point. He had met Vladimir Putin and I asked him, oh my gosh, what's he like? And he said he's short, <gasps> but also a gangster. He said he's Ooh. a very, very scary man. I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I asked him a lot about how the media worked. Um, and he told me quite a bit. He said that they had like a really good relationships with the reporters, but he said that there definitely was like kind of pay to play activity, especially like in this administration. Duh. Duh. I was like, tell me something I don't know, Josh. <laughs> yeah. um, what else was super interesting? Um, he said, oh, he said that the president that he worked for led him to Jesus. That's crazy. It's crazy. He said this president read his Bible every single day and he was the one who was very influential in bringing him to Jesus. That's pretty cool. He said this president was, uh, he was like, he was the funniest person you would have ever met. He said he would have this whole room like dying, laughing, uh, was way smarter than the media like portrayed him to be. Yeah. Um, it was just interesting, like hearing like a DC insider, like talk about politics. Cause I was like, what is the gap between what we think that we know as consumers and what is like really going on? And one of the most interesting things he said is that a lot of, he said, I'm not saying that there aren't conspiracies, but he said a lot of the things that are interpreted as conspiracy theories these days is really just incompetence on part of the government. Like the government is like really hard. It's really hard to fire people in the government. Um, it's really difficult to find smart people to work for the government. It was really interesting. Interesting. Did you get this as a num number? Oh yeah. He comes to Dallas a lot. He, he, he really likes me. Huh? That's pretty cool. So what else did y'all do? Um, so we, it was, it was on this kind of like farm. Um, we played paintball, which was, I, I didn't plan this. Like they just randomly had 14 paintball. Really? Guns and, um, you don't so think they're inspired by you? No, maybe, no, maybe. because the guy who owned the house like didn't know me and he uh, wasn't even there. Yeah. And so he just 
on his own had 14 paintball guns. And so we played seven on seven paintball. That was really fun. They had this got these guys from Maui come in and, uh, these guys were very into the culinary arts. And also, so, have you said the, oh, you said the purpose of this. Yeah, it was like a Christian men's, men's retreat. retreat. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they had these like feasts, like they were really big into like feasting. Like Aww. they were like, uh, like preparing the table and like the purpose of That's the table. Sweet. And so it was like a really cool, like bonding experience over like, hand cooked steaks and like, you know, like all these like cool things. And they would like read scripture. And what be is like, the purpose of the table? Um, I think it's like, I mean, I'm, you know, I just learned, so <laughs> chill. <laughs> uh, it was the way that they framed it was like, it was a blessing from the Lord to bring community together, to bring conversations, to bring stories together. And so it was a lot of like telling stories. Like a lot of us didn't know each other, but we were all like dads and yeah. business owners and stuff. And so, and so tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like the purpose of this retreat, it was all about manhood mm -hmm. and like what it means to be a man these days. Mm -hmm. Like biblically? Yeah, I would say biblically. Because sometimes I feel like nowadays, like nobody really knows what that means. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're going there. I know. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, um, yeah, I would say like basically... Um, there was a lot of conversation about there's a lot of confusion over like the definition of roles in the house. Like what it means to be a dad, like what it means to husband. be like a man or like, a husband. And so there's a lot of like, you know, confusion and culture. And so it was kind of like a recalibration of like, here's what it needs to look like for us to lead and be men within our homes or like to our spouses or to our kids. And it was really great. Calibration. Yeah, why is that controversial? I don't know. You know, people are so like, I don't I, like what, God, I don't know. I'm you just say on you're a loose cannon, but now you're scared. Yeah. That's the one like I'm not touching. Like I'm you're just timid. like, yeah. Over that conversation. What to be a, to live like a man. Yeah. No, I'm not Biblically? like timid to live like I'm timid to have this conversation. It's just like so charged right now. No, but I think you're thinking of a, it's like a, <laughs> tangent off of this conversation but we're not saying anything about that it's oh, just okay okay yeah um okay so speaking of men i was on a man's podcast lately <laughs> <laughs> i was on trey kennedy's podcast we were I was oh there we with were you. <laughs> that's right so we did trey kennedy's podcast trey oh, we go way back you know with trey yeah, yeah we met trey in los angeles what year was that 20 19 yeah um and we it was at like another conference put on by the same the guy, same guy Jeff Jefferson Bethke he's all about these events for he's every event. book he writes he plans an event around it we love it we I love sign it. up for everyone he's amazing yeah he's just a really good like bringer together yeah he's a connector <laughs> connector of people bring him that's a better way of saying bringer together um and we went out to LA we met Trey we met at the t at the time we met his girlfriend it was Katie they weren't even engaged just yet. Um, and so it's been cool. We've like stayed in touch. I talked about on the podcast how I get one text a year from Trey Kennedy. Yeah. And it's, hey, Danny, hope everything's going well. Where are the girls headed this year for the fall trip? Yeah. He like always spoofs like mommy bloggers. And so he's always looking to tackle. <laughs> but I'm like, Trey, like we don't do that anymore. Like that's old news. Like, you know, you got to make. I'm at Sports <laughs> Illustrated Swim Week, <laughs> Trey. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> 
hilarious you know i will say that that was probably my favorite podcast i mean we've only done two we did the east podcast that was fun too that one was fun uh they're cool they're a cool couple they're cool yeah i i i really like him a lot but i would say trey and jake yeah they are so funny i mean they they're just so quick and like i feel like our energies all match like it was a really fun show yeah we we had a very good time oh speaking of net worth speaking of billionaires can I tell you a story? I haven't told yeah. you this yet. Okay. So Luke calls me when you're gone. You're coming back on Sunday. Luke, my brother. Yeah. Married to Brooke. I'm aware. <laughs> I said so. Uh, Brooke does. Oh, oops. Gosh, Jenny told me right when we filmed this, like, don't open your legs because the camera. Oh, shoot. Have you just been crotch shotting? <laughs> Wait, JD's going to edit this. Okay. These shorts have like those built in little undies. You do look naked right now. You look like you're not wearing pants. No, they're... Babe, <laughs> pull it down. Jeez. You can show me, but it's not for other people. Like, you go to one Sports Illustrated event, and now you're this <laughs> immodest human being trying to flash the cameras. It's unreal. This is why I didn't want you to go. <laughs> I said, listen, you're not an L.A. influencer. You're not going to start showing your boobies around. Like, I always do anyway, We though. are good, southern, wholesome people. <laughs> We're going to protect those values. Anyway, um, so Bill Gates' daughter reaches out to look Luke and Brooke. This is not, this is not how a, did they get, how did she this get, is not a made up story. Does she live in Dallas? No, she goes to Stanford. Of course. Because it was in her email. So Luke calls me and he says, dude, I don't know what to do right now. And I go, what's wrong? And he says, Bill Gates' daughter just reached out to Brooke and I. And I, I go, her. and I go, what? And the reason that Bill Gates' daughter reached out to them is that uh, she's starting like a resale platform, I think. And that's what Brooke does. Her Instagram is resale over retail. And she basically will like go to Goodwill bins and like find good finds and then resell them. And that's like her her whole business. And I guess Bill Gates' daughter just reached out cold and was like, like, she's probably trying to get other resellers. And he was like, I'm confused because like, I'm not a huge fan of the Gates family. Like they're kind of like on Twitter and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, you should take the call. I mean, it's super interesting. So she asked for a phone call. Yeah. They're getting on a phone call with Bill Gates' daughter. And I was like, I don't know if she'll actually be on the phone call. But the weird thing about it for me was that she gave this her Stanford.edu email. And so like, why would you, she's going to be on the phone call. No, of course. Of course. If she wants to start her own company, company, then of course she will. Crazy, right? Wait, I love this story. I wonder how old she is. Oh, she's in college. Okay, she's so she's college. younger. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? I love that. <laughs> so you're saying we're going to be friends with the Gates? Um, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. He's kind of caught up in that whole Epstein thing. Really? Yeah. Big time. Okay. So. <laughs> Big time. So <laughs> next subject. <laughs> so so uh, I do want to get into our, uh, do we have any more life updates? You know. What else is going on in life with you? Let me ask you this. You got some new suits lately. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. I want to know where you got your suits from because I feel like. Suit supply. You love them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was time. It was time. (laughs) I'm aware. I'm feeling real good about my suits. So for those of you that don't know, when I met Jordan, he was probably like 25 pounds heavier, right? I feel like why you got to bring that up every podcast. Because the. I don't bring it up every <laughs> podcast, number one. I, nev- I never talk about it. Yeah. But uh, I say that because your suits, uh-huh. since you lost all that weight, have never fit right. Why didn't you tell me? 
Oh my gosh. I tell you this all the time. You, I, do you know how many times Ramsey's our, our assistant? I've been telling Ramsey, like, Ramsey, this week, please make sure that Jordan goes and gets fit for, fitted for a suit. I know. Or he needs to get his own dark suit or he needs to get He's a tuxedo because you rent them every time too from um, Black Tux. Black Tux, yeah. And they never fit you right. Like there's always something off. I know. Gosh, you're such a good wife sometimes. <laughs> you know, yeah, suit supply is great, but I do want to ask you a question just while we're on the topic of my clothes. Um, <laughs> there's, I have these white theory pants. You've been telling me they look too tight. They were, are those the white? They're like the tan ones. The, the yeah, not white The ones. cream one. They're too tight. Babe, it's really hard for me to hear that because those are literally my favorite pants. They're too tight and they're too short. And here's the thing. I'm if, not, you, if you were to take away those pants from my wardrobe, you're not just taking away the pants. You're taking away six outfit combinations that are my go-tos. Here's the thing. Why don't you just find new pants that fit you? <laughs> It'll work. I've truly just never been able to find pants like that okay let me say how many times have you gone and shopped for pants like that well they took theory out of north park what am i supposed to do <laughs> there's no other stores no no jordan here's the real story let me tell you babe you don't like to shop so you wear really tight pants that are too tight for you facts you don't want to go shopping you don't want to find new pants that fit you better so you just wear too tight pants pants that i could wear really <laughs> I'm serious. If they ever end up on my side, I'd be like, hmm. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, let's let's take a moment for an ad break. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we are going to get into our series, Things That Make You Go, hmm. hmm. But first. But first. It's our first ad read. We're super excited. Things That Make <laughs> wait, You wait, Go, wait. hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Who's the first one? Things That Make You Go, hmm, is sponsored by Natural Cycles. So exciting. I wanted to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Natural Cycles. I've talked about natural. You cannot be drinking while I'm doing. I'm so sorry. Keep going. I wanted to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Natural Cycles. I've talked about Natural Cycles for years, but for those of y'all who don't know about it or have been considering using them, this is for you. Natural Cycles is the company behind the only FDA cleared birth control app. It's a natural and non-invasive birth control option that allows you to go hormone-free. And if you know me, you know I cannot be on hormonal birth control. Jordan would probably agree. Period. I go a little Period. crazy. The app is powered by a certified algorithm that learns the patterns of users' unique cycles using body temperature and other fertility indicators to work out each daily fertility status. The app was developed by scientists and is supported by clinical evidence. Take or sync your temperature in the morning using the thermometer or an aura ring, and then check your status in the app. A green day means you're not fertile and good to go. A red day means you're fertile and need to use another form of protection if preventing pregnancy. While I am currently using it to prevent pregnancy, if and when we are ready to have our third child, we will switch to the planning option. Obviously, I have a code for y'all. You can use my code Danny, D-A-N-I, to get 20% off your annual subscription and free thermometer. Also, Stella loves to play with that thing. Natural Cycles is for those 18 and older, not Stella, and does not protect against STIs. Again, that's Danny, D-A-N-I, for 20% off your annual subscription plus a free thermometer on naturalcycles.com. Thank you. 
And now for things that make you go, I told you it it's good. good. It's good. It's a good segment. It's a good segment. So the first thing that, you know, kind of makes this go a little hmm that has actually made me really hmm lately is artificial intelligence. Um, and I've been actually really freaked out by a specific platform, a specific thing that we've been using called Midnight. Midjourney. Midjourney. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys, the freakiest thing has happened. So. I guess we can talk about AI in general, but like Jordan's a huge fan. I'm pro. I'm pro AI. I get it. I get it because he's all about innovation. We all got to adapt. We got to learn. We got to, you know, we got to change. Got to get with it. Use AI to our, you know, benefit instead of being afraid of it. And I get it. Like, I think that's what happened with the internet. You Mm -hmm. know, people were scared at first. And then now it's like, look, we all use it. And we've all figured out kind of how to use it. Not to say that it's not destructive, but... AI to me is like a, just a different ball game. It's just too much. Um, for example, we saw that the stock market crashed because someone using Midjourney mm-hmm. created a fake photo of the Pentagon basically on fire. Yeah. And then the stock ma- market crashed. No one knew what was real. It's wild. It took a while, I think, for them to figure out it wasn't real. Yeah, of course. Because like information, I mean, information travels fast, but like an hour with the stock market being down, like people are like panic selling and stuff. It's damaging. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, don't fall for its tricks, man. <laughs> we got to be smarter than the machines. Oh, so <laughs> okay. Here's my take. Here's my take is that, um, I think that as disinformation, are you yawning? I think that as disinformation, like starts populating with AI, there's going to be like tools that come out to say, this is like an AI generated image. This is an AI generated article. Like, did you hear about the college professor that flunked his whole class? So basically there was like, I think that maybe there was like one person who actually wrote the paper, but like this entire college class, I think it was at A&M. Okay. He sent out an email at like 8 AM in the morning. And he basically was like, everyone, I have run all of your essays through an AI like check system. And I have found that like 99 of a hundred of you, essentially I'm messing up the numbers have used Chad GPT to help you write this paper in some form or fashion. So you now have a grade of zero. If you want to rewrite this by five o'clock PM, like we can talk essentially. That makes my stomach hurt. Just thinking about it. Oh my, if you were the kid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine you'd be like my whole future's ruined because I use this chat GPT thing. But here's the thing. Like, so like there are tools that are going to come out that are going to say this is an artificial like image but the problem that i have is like real images like let's say you messed up and you were flipping the bird to someone in their car Mm -hmm. and they took a picture of danny like i'll just be like no it wasn't me it was ai see that's the problem is that like you could just blame anything on it's like what's happening now everything is like quote-unquote misinformation even the truth right so everyone can kind of just like throw so why does that not scare you I mean, I just feel like we're going to adapt. Like I'm a very like glass half full when it comes to humanity and like humans. That is so not true. What do you mean? You're always scared. Yeah. But I think that like overall we like figure it out and we adapt. Yeah. I'm hoping so. But there's like dark seasons where I'm like, oh, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. So going back to mid journey, this was the 
craziest experience. So we had to pay like a service to use this thing, right? Oh yeah. Like I pay, oh my gosh, our credit card bill is like all AI tools right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. That makes me sick. Um, and so we used mid journey to basically create photos of me. Yeah. So, well, that was a different software, but basically mid journey, you can go into the platform. It's on discord, which is like a server. I don't really understand what discord is, but anyway, you go, you, you say slash imagine. Okay. And the more descriptive you are about like what you want to see, the more, uh, intricate. So like, I think we were playing with it and I was like a photorealistic rendering of Marilyn Monroe. Um, like, uh, in New York city with aliens attacking with aliens attacking and shot on a Canon, you know, DSLR DSLR type of thing with this lens. And it just spit out that exact image. And so the art that mid journey is producing is insane. The art. Right. I mean, if you want to call it that, I mean like artists don't call it art. They're just like, this is the devil. This is fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then what is the platform you were, or y'all were using to make the pictures? Yeah. There's me? like this new one called runway. Um, and basically what you can do is like, I could send a bunch of selfies of Danny in and it's called like a model. And so like you basically, give 15 to 20 images of Danny to this software and it will train the model and like understand her face. So then I can say, put Danny in New York city, like on top of the empire state building and it will have a rendering of her, but it doesn't work that well yet. No, it's not that great, but no, like it definitely does work. It was pretty creepy. There were like three or four in there that were that were good, but they looked more like paintings, not photos. Yeah. See, that's the problem is like the technology is like kind of there, but not really. So you're but you're pro AI. I'm pro AI. Chat GPT. I think we have another segment later, so I won't uh, botch it. But we're gonna do our Google history versus like my Chat yeah. GPT history. But like it has taught me so much. Yeah, interesting. I love it. Huh. I absolutely love it. How? What are other ways that we can be using it? Um, I mean, I know customer support is like a big one. So like I I feel like I've gotten so much tax advice and like legal advice from Chat GPT, which I know like accountants no, and lawyers it's not still like need an, an yeah attorney I, I, yeah or, it's not going to replace an attorney it's not going to place an accountant but like it's like the small silly questions like i can just yeah. ask hey what's the law or like what's the regulation on this and it's taught me so much that's cool so huh. yeah so i mean to me it makes me go hmm, hmm. you know something else that made me go hmm about it is um we actually used it for my mother's day reel did i tell you no so it was like right when we were all like trying to figure it out and we were like chat GBT, like give us an idea for a really um, like sentimental um, viral Mother's Day reel. Uh -huh. And it was like recreate a picture from your past with your mom. Really? And, and so we did. How many views did it get? Let me see. I mean, it did pretty well, but like we, we changed it up a little bit. We kind of used like that. You content, used it as like the basis. The basis. And then we kind of built off it's of kind it. Kind of a lower performing reel. Yeah. Well, it doesn't know everything. <laughs> Can't replace you. The real geniuses <laughs> right here. Up in, up in Danny's up in brain. <laughs> can't, money can't buy this. Um, so things that make me go, hmm, is uh, audience capture. Hmm. <laughs> Remember we talked about this? I am, I recall. Tell me about it. So audience capture, I think it's a really, this is why the podcast I think is really therapeutic for both of us. Yeah. 
audience capture is basically when you are like an entertainer or you have any type of audience, you could be a writer, comedian, comedian, anything. And audience capture is when you stop being yourself because you just start becoming a sort of robotic for what the feedback loop wants. So like example of this would be Danny is, I started following Danny in 2019 when she was like a fashion blogger taking photos. Now she's not a fashion blogger. She's like Divi's person. So I don't like her anymore, but it would be like Danny not continuing to grow and not continuing to evolve as a human and just trying to be a fashion blogger because right. that's what people love because that's the box you're stuck in or Danny not going to sports illustrated, you know, event this past weekend right. because Danny's scared that the audience won't like it. So yeah. You're living for the audience. You're evolving for the audience. You're evolving, evolving for other people and not for yourself, which I definitely have like hundred percent been caught in that like loop before. No, I think this is really interesting to like share with people who are listening is that it's probably hard to understand if you're not like in the industry or have a platform, but it is so like, there are so many conversations that happen either between Danny and I or sitting around the table where it's less about like what we, and sometimes, sometimes like, I feel like we always end up going with what we're called to do, but like not even about what we're called to do or what we feel like is right for each other or our family sometimes it's like well we have to factor in what like the, the perception of this is going to be and so i think that this podcast has been very therapeutic to just kind of like fight that because i think if you fight it then you know you're able to kind of continue to kind of like go on the purpose that like god has for you and that might be totally different than where you were before it's but like you not wanting to talk about like men in <laughs> manhood yeah that's different that's not like audience capture that's like like cultural that, capture that's but, just like a whole society that's captured and obsessed with gender right now no i agree but like it's still kind of the same thing it's 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 changing the conversation of like what you want to say because of feedback like a yeah. feedback loop so the one thing that i told myself i was like if i go to the sports illustrated thing i'm not going to read my comments and i'm not going to read my D my dms the entire time yeah. i'm there which you guys know i love to be in my dms i love to be in my right. comments and typically i can handle it but i was like I'm going to an event. I'm going to be away from my husband, away from my family. Like I, my mental health is not going to be able to take this if people are attacking me and like making assumptions off of like something, yeah. you know? And so I just didn't look at it. And I was like, anytime that I did anything, I was like, I'm not going to worry about the audience. I'm just going to like live and do what Danny feels is right in this moment. Like going to this event, like felt right. Like, and without people like assuming that I support this or I do that or I do that. Like I knew where my heart was at. I'm like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And I want to be with my girls and I want to go. Um, and so that was like one of those things where I just felt like sometimes when you cut off the feedback, then you have more of the opportunity and the clarity to make decisions that help you evolve. And like, that doesn't mean that every decision is going to be right. the right one, yeah. but like, how are we supposed to learn if we're not sometimes making mistakes yeah. and trying new things? And like, if you're caught in audience capture, like you can't change, like you can't evolve because people want you to stay exactly where you were when, when they found you. Right. No, I think that like the first, I say that I'm in my loose cannon era and it's like kind of a joke, but it's like also serious. Like I feel like the first six months of this year were like really kind of hard for me personally, because I just felt like, you know, so much had changed the two years prior. And I felt like we were in this like loop, you know, and I don't know. I just, I wanted to break free and just be more of like ourselves. And I think that this like podcast had so much to do with us being free from, from yeah. audience capture. So it makes me go, hmm. hmm. What makes you? 
So we're learning how to transition this thing. Something that makes me go, hmm, is Taylor Swift and Matt Healy. Maddie Healy. Gag. I don't even care. Wait, what? Why? How do you not care? I just, like, don't care. He, this guy is, like, I don't know if he's I a don't, good influence. I don't know who he is. He's from the 1975. He drinks a whole bottle of wine on stage. He gets, like, drunk and mixed out with a girl on stage every night of his concert. Oh, well, yeah. Clear red flag. What are we talking about? Conversation <laughs> over. Hmm. I'm very confused. <laughs> What is she doing? She's in her rebound era. You think that's what it is? Yeah, 100%. She probably got hurt by Joe. Mm, you, you think? Know. Yeah, because all of her friends unfollowed Joe. Yeah. So he probably did some... Well, okay. Here's... <laughs> <laughs> I say I don't care. <laughs> no, you do. But let me see. Like, I get facts from you. Mm-hmm. So my my thinking is that Joe probably didn't do something extremely bad. Yeah. But she, because she's Taylor Swift, spun it in a way that like totally like victimized herself. Victimized herself and ruined his reputation. Well, she's not saying what it was just yet. Okay, she's probably saving it for All like All we a know song. is that Joe is like She makes more money if she doesn't say it cuz then everyone's going to buy her next album like knowing so you it's think about that Joe. she's all about the money. I think that she is all about the f- fame. Okay. I think she is like, she knows what she's good at and it's marketing. And I think that she knows exactly how to feed the beast that is her audience. Yeah. But we just want to be fed. I know. So she's like, she's like, I'm not going to say what Joe did because the mystery of it is Is better, more powerful for my next album. But wouldn't you think that if she was that calculated, it would be a better look for her to like, not just rebound really fast and not just switch, like literally go from Joe to this. And of course, we don't know when she broke up with Joe. It could have been like, they could have been on the rocks the past six months, you know? And they just- I think that her not sharing what happened with Joe is a strategic decision. I think her doing this Matt Healy thing is like a personal decision. Like she's actually rebounding with this guy. But she's making it very public. Like she's going out to public places with him, like trying to be photographed. Why? I think she's, probably hurt by joe <laughs> wouldn't you do that yeah she's trying to flaunt it yeah she's flaunting to joe. It. like that's what everyone she's does. trying to make him jealous yeah yeah you're probably right i would totally do that <laughs> <laughs> i know and like i would have no following whatsoever to like defend myself and i would just be like if you oh my gosh i'd be crushed <laughs> oh my gosh. i would be absolutely devastated don't do that oh my gosh horrible i'm just kidding we're we're lifers um so that makes me go, hmm, hmm. hmm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Here, you choose it. Are we? Are, am I losing you? No. Do you seem? Do I seem like you're losing? Yeah. Do you want some uptime? No, I'm good. Do you want some amino lean? Give me one sip. Give me one hit. <laughs> Give me a hit. The stuff gives me a heart attack. I didn't really have like. Just think, th- Alex Earl Ibiza. <laughs> I need that energy. <laughs> Just think Alex Earl and Ibiza. Oh, that was like three. Oh, yeah. That's kind of pretty rough. Took, took that like a champ. Who knows where this is manufactured? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a trusted brand. Yeah, sure. Um, have you been watching anything new on TV? No. Okay. Oh, we started our... Uh, our um, saga of watching the top 50 Korean films. Can we not talk about this? You did. Okay, I fall fine. asleep every night. We'll talk about it later. It's very boring. And they're all, they all have subtitles. And 
It was amazing. When I'm exhausted, like I don't want to be reading subtitles unless it's okay. that movie Parasite that was yeah, so me, phenomenal. It was the same director. Really? Yes. Oh, that movie's so good. So I've been watching something that you might, might actually think is interesting is um so you, you know Conor McGregor? Yeah. What? UFC guy. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own TV show now where they follow him around and they like they follow him as he's training and getting ready for these these I wanted to say races, <laughs> these fights. And it is wild. Oh, I bet it is. First of all, I didn't know he was like such a wild man. Like, you know how sometimes I feel like it's all a show? Because yeah, you know that it? those, I don't know, I can't figure it out because, you know, like when Mayweather and McGregor, or like these fighters are fighting, they get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Whether they win or lose, right? But they're selling the fight. So right. the more they're- That's what I'm out. saying. So they're, they're, they're getting paid millions of dollars, right? Whether they win yeah. or lose. Do you win more if you- Win? Win? I think you do. Like a little bit, probably- I think a little, little bit more. Yeah. But no matter what- you're getting paid millions. Right. So they're like, you know, I always thought that they were putting on the show like, oh, I hate him and we're going to fight. And like, let me get up in his face. But after watching the show, I was like, oh, it's kind of real, I think. Like he like went too far. Well. He went to like jail or something for throwing chairs at this guy's bust. <laughs> I think that maybe, maybe he's just addicted to the character that people like audience capture. Like he probably is like, mm. that, that's why people fell in love with them. That's what set him apart. Like I know that Dana White, who's the founder of UFC or president of UFC, he loved Connor because they sold fights like never before. He did so much for UFC, I think. Mm. And if there's like hardcore UFC advocates, I might be speaking out of turn here, but <laughs> I know that like, Connor was like their prized possession. And so he probably Same. just like got that feedback loop and was like, I got to keep escalating it. Same thing with like Logan Paul. Remember when he was pushing the boundaries and he pushed it up to that yeah. Japanese forest thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just get caught up in the loop and trying to like, yeah. But I would think that the reality show would have showed a different side of him. No, it did. Like, I mean, he works really hard Yeah, and the show did show like him at home with his son That's and his cool. wife and his wife is so sweet their life seems like pretty normal yeah and he seems like he could be kind of like a little teddy bear but i'm sure when he was like producing the show he was like do not show do not make me look like a certain way because they still made him seem like pretty bad eh? really like even in like the mundane i was like oh you do not want to mess with him like he's scary no he's scrappy wasn't he like a plumber before mm-hmm Crazy. He's a plumber. So that was really interesting. I watched that show. I watched um, the reality TV show about, not reality, uh, the documentary on uh, Anna Nicole Smith. That was really sad. Was she, she was a gorgeous. Model kind of, or? Model, uh, kind of like gives like Madonna vibes. Uh, grew up in Mejia, Texas. Mm -hmm. Like population like 4,000. Long story short, she, you know, allegedly had this like really tough childhood. And then married a billionaire who's like who was like i think he was like 90 years old 86 years old oh my god and he's like and, and they apparently like really loved each other but then she got addicted to drugs and went down a really bad path then her son passed away from like a drug overdose so sad and then she passed away from a drug overdose and it was just like it was really, really sad to see like this really beautiful person that like made it out of like nothing. But the craziest thing at the end of the story was apparently like she allegedly like said that, you know, her childhood was so hard. Her mom was very abusive, raped her, attacked her, all these things. 
And then all of her siblings came forth and her mom came forth and were like, none of that was true. She made up stories about everything. Like she apparently fabricated a lot of stories to get like attention. Oh no. Kind of crazy. What was she famous for? Just like being a model? Playboy, I think. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, like wasn't she like yeah, a- <laughs> Yeah, she, so I don't know, because this was like the year I was born, you know, so yeah. I don't really know that. I just know from watching the show, but yeah. Um, yeah, she like rose to fame from, I think, like making the cover of Playboy. Oh, and she was like the face of guest jeans. But she was just like a beautiful model. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So don't do drugs, people. Don't do drugs. Just don't do them. Just don't do them. Um, okay, so to end this, oh, let me go. To end this podcast, I want to go into one more segment where we both de-influence something. Oh, yeah, okay. But before we do, dun, dun, dun. this episode is also brought to you by Pura. We have a collection of Puras in our house, and it's my go-to gift for other people. I actually just recently gave it to Tornado and Tammy for Mother's Day. But truly, is there anything better than walking into a home that smells good? We have Puras in almost every single room of our house, and it is so necessary with two babies and two dogs that pee all over our house. Did you see that Hazel threw up this morning? (laughs) I did. Pura is the... I I saw it like right before. I I had to leave it for you. I was in a rush. (laughs) I'm aware. Pura is the smart fragrance diffuser where you can personalize every detail of your home scenting experience from your phone. You can use the app to have the scent running all day on a schedule or set it to off mode when out of town. I love having it on a schedule so I never have to think about it. One of my favorite things about it is all of the amazing scents they offer. Pura partners with some of the top perfumers and luxury fragrance brands from around the world on their scents like Capri Blue, Anthropology, Nest, New York, Disney, and so many more. They are giving my listeners early access to shop their Memorial Day sale. You can use my code DANNY25 for 25% off diffusers, home fragrances, and home fragrance subscriptions. They recently just launched car diffusers as well if you want to check that out. Such a game changer. That's Danny25 for 25% off home products. Thanks to Pira for sponsoring today's episode. Now to get into de-influencing, I want you to start first. What is something you want to de-influence these days? Google search. Oh, perfect. You know what would be fun on this segment is if I de-influence Google search and you de-influence chat GPT. Okay. And we should share our history. Let's switch phones. That's a good idea. Okay. You like it? Okay, like, don't read, I mean, use your discretion, because I asked ChatGPT some wild stuff. <laughs> like, what? Nothing Should we personal. read each other's? You read yours, I'm going to read mine. No, I'll read yours. I'm going to summarize it better. It doesn't show you, like, the topic. Let me see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let, I want to Wait, talk, let me just read a I couple. I want to talk about my own history. I'm okay. like so interested. I will let you talk about it, but let me just bring it up. Okay. Hold on. Jordan's chat GPT history. It sucks because I literally just <laughs> deleted a bunch of the best questions. Exorcism demand on the rise. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a question where I wanted to know why the Catholic Church has so many more exorcists than the Protestant Church. Why is it? So the Catholic Church has way more experience with exorcism than the Protestant Church. 
That makes sense. Yeah, like the history of it and everything. Like there's, but there's only 150 exorcists. In the United so States. really, what you're saying is there's more demon possessed Protestants than ca- than Catholics. No, demon. Like if you're a Protestant, you typically like Protestant pastors will point you to a uh, like a Catholic. But think about priest. it. There's, then there's more demon possessed Protestants. Because we're not getting enough ex- exorcisms. No, that's what I'm, you're missing is that like a Protestant pastor will be like, hey, I don't have experience doing this. Like you need to go to this Catholic priest. Yeah. It's like a partnership, an ally. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Jewish rituals and reflections. Yeah, uh, and then read the next one. Mormon initiation rituals. Yeah, so let me like give me some color on this one. <laughs> Please do. So, okay, the... Um, I feel like Mormons and Jewish people do family traditions and rituals very well. Like they have really strong family bonds. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? 100%. You went to a bunch of bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Like, I mean, all my friends growing up are Jewish. Yeah. Like I just feel like the family unit in with like the extended family, like the Jewish community well, they, they really and the take Mormon care, community. They take care of each other. It's like a really tight knit community. They look out for each other in a way that I feel like sometimes like the modern day church doesn't no totally like i feel like i've never met a lazy mormon yeah i mean an ill-equipped like for adulthood mormon have you no honestly they're great mothers they're great fathers they're great business people i think a lot of faith i was talking to jd about this a lot of christians these day days take what they learn what they learn and look inward yeah they're all about you know, working on themselves and working on, you know, it's all about self-improvement and it's not so much about, you know, what taking what you learn and like loving other people and like teaching other people and bringing other people to the church. It's more like take what you learn and reflect it on just you. Yeah. Not, so it's, it's inward, not outward. So like basically I was asking the, the real project and I'm not ready to share this yet. It's not fully baked, but okay. The real project was I'm trying to, so what they do very well is like, okay, when you're three in the Jewish culture, you have like a, like a, I don't know if it's a party or a ritual that like transitions you from babyhood to childhood. So at like three, you're already kind of like teaching your kids, like, here's like the purpose of the next chapter at eight both communities like basically acknowledge that like your kids can know the difference between right and wrong. So the Mormon community, I'm going to butcher this, but like they have like a ceremony at the church where it's like, Hey, like this is your next step. They start giving responsibility and say, Hey, here's how you're going to serve the church and stuff at 13, uh, bar mitzvah. mitzvah, Um, at 12, the Mormon church does it and like gives you like different roles within the church. And then at 18 Mormons go on mission for two years, which is like, transition into adulthood you i think you can't like like call your family you have to write letters and stuff like that and so it's like here's your transition into manhood or adulthood and so i'm like i asked chat gpt to help me i said do you want to hear my prompt yeah i'm getting really good at prompting yeah so i said as a parent within a um trying to figure out how to phrase this as a parent i'm just gonna say it because this is what i was trying to accomplish because like a lot of these like the only people outside of like jewish and mormon cultures are like the rockefellers like they have like very long lineage lineage and historical traditions so i said as a parent within an elite family dynasty within the with the mission statement of serve serve christ and serve others i propose oh sorry this isn't my prompt whose is it well, I, I said, basically, I didn't write down what my prompt was, but my prompt was basically like, 
as a parent with an elite family dynasty with a mission statement of serve Christ and serve others propose like rituals for kids yeah. like growing up through these ages. And so it spit me out like, like age five presentation of the family Bible. Isn't that so cool? That's cute. Um, age 12, the journey to Jerusalem, like taking your kids to Jerusalem and cool. like teaching them about Jesus. Age 15, a summer of service where we like take our kids on mission trips. Yeah. I love that. Um, age 16, the, the legacy lecture where you bring in like your grandparents and like they teach them about like the family history and stuff like that. Oh, I love that. So I'm working on this. It's not done yet, but, um, I'm, I'm creating, like I'm getting inspiration from the Mormon church and Jewish communities to build our own for our family. It's, it's, it's crazy to hear you say that because you were someone that always hated like celebrations, initiations, graduations, I know presentations, but I think it's so important for our kids to like understand how they want to develop huh. in the world and like to, to teach them. I think that what's most important, especially like with the way that like culture is like pushing things on us right now is I think it's important to teach our kids that like life isn't about them. And there's like a greater purpose uh, beyond them because I think that that's like why I think that's why we're de all depressed. It's like, we're looking inward. Right. That was one thing I had a friend growing up that um, was on the wealthier side and they did like a lot of vacations, a lot of trips. Like I think in my childhood, I took like two vacations with my parents yeah. and it was like, we do like one a summer, like Cancun, you know? Yeah. And, um, but they went on some pretty extravagant trips and the only way they would go on an extravagant trip with their family is if they also did like a week of like service while they were there too, which was cool. Cause then you're like also seeing beautiful places, really cool. spending time together, doing something really neat, finding purpose. But then it's like, you work really hard, but then you get to play really hard too. Yeah. And you find like purpose all over the world. Cause I think for me, when I did my trip to Africa, when I did that, I'm not going to say I loved it. Like it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And like, I truly don't ever want to go back. <laughs> so speaking well, of exorcisms. You, you went to Tanzania, which is. No, I went to Zanzibar, which is an island off the coast of, of Tanzania. But yeah, no, Mormon extreme and Mormon. Oh my God. Muslim <laughs> extremists had gone, th gone through the village that we were staying at the week before we got there and burnt down all the churches. So when I got there, it was really scary. They were like, you're going to stay in this Catholic convent. Like you cannot leave these walls. It's so dangerous. Like it was terrifying. And they didn't even have a way to communicate that to us until we got there. Cause they didn't have like phones or anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <clears throat> got there and I'm like, Hey dad. So just so you know, he's like, where are you? What are you doing? But I feel like that was like the first time that I realized that there was First of all, like a world, like you were saying, traveling and like, you know, um, showing your kids the Holy Land, like all this stuff. Like it's the first time that I realized like the world is so much bigger than just like my little bubble yeah. that I grew up in. And there is so much more purpose outside of like just me trying to fulfill myself in this little bubble. You almost feel like kind of silly whenever you go to like a different country like that. And you look back at like Dallas, Texas and like the little, you know, what you get worried about, or what you stress about. Yeah. You feel so stupid like so it's a really good i think it's really good to like introduce you know things like that to your kids when they're younger so they don't have to like struggle with all these stupid you know things their entire life well especially like i mean not, not especially our kids but i think that like our kids in particular where it's like we have this like instagram thing and it's like you know people i don't know where we'll be when stella yeah. gets like older or anything you know probably totally irrelevant but like you know i think that if 
it's very important to train our kids in particular to be like, Hey, like this isn't about you. Cause yeah. like technically our industry is to make it about. about us, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, to a certain extent. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And it would be really neat if like we could ever pass this whole thing on to our kids, mm-hmm. but who knows what they're going to want to be doing. Who knows? They'll probably be like all in, up in AI. <laughs> Strand just typing into mid journey. <laughs> It's like, I'm an artist, mom. <laughs> so, mom, you wouldn't get it. Let's see. Some AI, let me read your Google searches. An AI. Uh, what have you been up to these days? Let's see. Can I read them? Yeah. I don't think there's anything interesting. I'm kind of scared. Let's see. You on Google or Safari? I do Safari. <sighs> Noob. I wasn't afraid. I was a boy. It was a tender age. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What's Danny been up to? <laughs> Bill Gates' daughter. Okay. What? <laughs> All these are things I've told you. <laughs> no, that was referred to. Oh, that was from today. Okay. So, <laughs> what to put hot sauce on? <laughs> No, it's what to put truff sauce on. I want to put truff sauce on. I love that stuff. I literally could drink it. Okay, they this said- is a look into Danny's brain this morning. Okay. Um. Okay, so this morning, Danny was looking up lab-grown diamonds. No, that was last night, I think. Okay, you're so interested in those. Oh, we'll here, be- you read these. It's like really confusing. I don't know what you were searching for. Um. Okay. So this is Danny's brain. I was looking up, um, it ends with us, the, the the cast, because that's a new Colleen Hoover book, and Blake Lively mm-hmm. um, was just cast as Lily, and I was trying to see like some of the other characters, so I stalked them this morning. I you looked love up, doing that. I love, I love. A, oh my gosh, Danny will oh, like go I, deep I went on, into like movie history. And then I, I went on It Ends With Us Wikipedia because I had to remind myself of the plot because I read mm-hmm. it so long ago. So I like reread the plot this morning. Got it. Um, Monday afternoon last night, I was looking up um, like one of the startups that does lab, lab-grown diamonds. Mm-hmm. Because they, cause I was thinking like if I ever want to get my diamond redone, I think I would do a lab-grown diamond. Yeah. Uh, what's the, I wonder what the cultural climate on lab-grown is. They're more sustainable. They're more sustainable. And isn't like the diamond business like pretty like cutthroat nasty? Yeah. And they don't appreciate really like. like I don't, mining diamonds is like, like bad news. Bears. Oh, and then I did nippies. Those are like nipple covers. I wasn't looking up. <laughs> nippies are nipping. Again, this SI swim week has just totally changed you. <laughs> it's those nippies, like the ones that, um, yeah, the B6 ones. Um, I was looking up Danny Austin Sports Illustrated, Googled myself. Good. Do you, um, did you get on any Getty images? I'm on the website. I don't know if it's like a Getty image though. Okay. Um, I was looking up JSX flights. To where? Cabo. Okay. <laughs> I was looking up. Love a good Cabo trip. Um, the Waldorf Astoria Cabo. Astoria Cabo. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to Cabo? Yeah, I was looking up um, Donna Karen Cashmere deodorant. They have a new one that's aluminum free. I'm actually wearing it today. I do like that stuff. I use yours all the time. No wonder it goes by so fast. I just yeah. bought the aluminum free one. And I, I tried to use native. I'm going to be honest. And it breaks out my armpits. It's the weirdest thing. But only my left armpit. 
You might have a problem. I know. I It's only when I use native though. I also was looking up a new Nike Dunk Low that launched today or yesterday that is like truly like Divi Green, the darker Divi Green. Can you get me some new Nikes? Yeah. I accidentally played paintball on them. Why do you do that every time? No, I know this is like, it's just they've never recovered after the first time I did it. Um, I looked up a life coach, Katie Sandler. Really? Wait. Yeah, but she lives in Florida. How'd you find her? I just Googled life coach. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> life coach Dallas. That's good. Oh, it's the Micah Green Dunk. Okay. Um, And then, this is bad. Do it. Say it. There's a blogger. <laughs> Say it. This is what we need. We need to end on a high note. There's a blogger that I don't really know very well, but she's like a big time blogger. Okay. And we're going to send her some Debbie and she sent me her address and I Googled it. <laughs> Good for you. I'll she, give you a hint. She lives in New York. Okay. And she's like a really big deal. Ariel. Okay. Bye. Maybe. <laughs> Ariel. Maybe. Really? I said maybe. I didn't say yes. I would. I mean, she's just like so iconic. I would love if she loves Divi. Yeah. She's so classy. I know. Gosh. Wild. She gets. She gets. She gets some licks on the chin, though. Yeah, because the media attacks her for no reason. It's so annoying. So it's pretty annoying, being honest. Yeah, everybody sees through it. We're all team Ariel. Yeah. Anyway, we did it. We spoke for an hour and 15, 16 minutes. I had fun. I did too. We filmed or we recorded this in the afternoon. Are we morning people or afternoon people, you think? I think I think you're more of a morning person. Yeah. You, th you feel that? You feel like I'm dragging? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Next week, we actually have a special guest. We have an interview. My first interview, not only on the podcast, but actually my first interview ever, um, which we're really excited about. So make sure you tune in for next Wednesday. Um, you guys can rate us on Spotify or Apple. You can actually leave us a review on Apple. And um, we appreciate you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.